Hello friend, what's quizzing with you today? Welcome, brackets, back, close brackets, to the quiz cupboard, the grubby cubby where I, John, reside for the purposes of the podcast. I'll be asking you some trivia questions once more, 20 of them per tradition, organised into four distinct rounds and worth an upper limit of two points each for a potential total of 40 over the course of these 20 to 25 minutes. Got it? It's questions first, then answers. Pausing and or rewinding is permitted, provided you're not currently operating heavy machinery or performing surgery. Please quiz responsibly. Right, uh, now the legal kerfuffle is out the way, let's step over the threshold of round one, which is named False Instruments. You're about to hear five song introductions, but played on the wrong instruments. That's about it. Credit to Gary the MIDI keyboard for helping with this one. I can't remember what noises I've done. I want the song title, quite predictably, for each, but the name of the original artist of each song is also required for another point. So question one we're about to hear, I've changed the instruments to an ensemble of Celtic tin whistles that nobody asked for. And yep, each one stops just before the vocals would have come in. That was question one. We're only going to hear each one once. Like I said, feel free to rewind if you feel you need to. Uh, question two is now on trombone and trumpet. Just cutting out at the right moment there, but I hope you started singing. Remember, I want the original artist as well, the original first artist to do it, as well as the name of the song. Question three, um, I've done a synth version of this that wasn't originally on synths. I hope you like it. That's nice, isn't it? That was question three. Question four has been changed to what I think is a rather menacing toy organ sound. Recognise it? Well, you should. It was number one in the UK, number four in America, Brit Award for Song of the Year. What was it called? And who recorded it? Who sang it, please? And question five, we're finishing with um, a computer error sound instead of the original instrument. Okay, and there's question five. It's one of my faves, false instruments. Hope you've got some answers written down. We're going to hear them all again briefly before the answers at the end of the quiz. But after this, we're moving on to round two. And you'll be pleased to know round two is a second the best round. So here, out of each category I give you, I'd prefer it if you said the second ranked thing. It might be the second largest, the second chronologically. I'll explain the parameters at the time. If you manage that, you'll get two points. If, however, you fancy playing it safe, there is the option to give me the first placed thing, which is worth one point, which is fewer than two, but better than nothing. 
Really though, at your level of intellect, you're going for the two points each time, right? Right. So question one is Monty Python films in order of release. This is feature films by the comedy group Monty Python, either the first for one point or the second for two. Now this might be controversial, but I'm not including 1971's and now for something completely different as it's just a collection of sketches from the existing TV series. So their first two, their, well, their first proper film, feature film, or their second one, if you want to get the two points instead. Remember, you've only got one answer to give. Question two is, most spoken languages in Australia? I'm basing this on the 2021 census, which asked what languages are spoken at home. This may be the easiest one point if you want to go for that of the round, but if you want to get the two points, yeah, what is the most sec the second most spoken language in Australia in, in the home? Question three is best-selling non-dairy milk alternatives in the US. Again, we're in the year 2021, and this is according to Statista.com, best-selling non-dairy milk alternatives in the US. Question four is most common surnames in the UK. That's it, just of living people. Most common surnames in the United Kingdom, either the first for one point or the second most common surname for two points. And question five is Wives of Brad Pitt. He's had two, I'll give you that one. So either the first, his first wife, chronologically speaking, or his second for two points, if you want to go for her. Okay, second the best. Already done. That was a fast one, wasn't it? Round three after this. But uh, sire, it's a big hit. Uh, the whole village is singing it. I like that. Do you know I do? This gives me a feeling of power. Power! Round three, we're going for I Want to Live Like Commentators. Live commentary is a pretty socially restricted activity, really. It's only acceptable during sporting events and large-scale parades. Friends and family members don't generally appreciate it, in my experience, especially while they're driving. So let's hear some commentators at work in their natural habitat, talking over various sports. I'd like to know what sport you think each is talking about, please, starting with, oh, question one. And it's run and skip. Over on the far side, the mayor, Dawn Run, Wayward Lad, the veteran, on the near side, and Forget and Forget still running very, very strongly indeed, last year's winner, as they approach the second last fence. Okay, that's a nice start. Two points if you can tell me which sport you were listening to there. Here's question two. Chatting Three to zero. the crowd, espousing his opinions, and 3-0 up on Christopher Pyle. And there we see... Strickland pull off the first golden break on this main match table of the US Open this year. Had to be him. Indeed. Make that 4 nothing. Indeed. One of them sounds happy to be there at least. So tell me the sport. You know the drill. Here's question three. Didn't muff them this afternoon. Now, did he stay off the snow? Now, how far is that? Johansson, 250, it's a new world record, 253.5, and it stands providing no part of his body touched the snow. I need a specific discipline there, but you know what it is already, don't you? Question four sounds like this, only a short one. Oh. What a reaction from yeah. that. 
Rahayu. Well, they've been caught at least times with that drive serve. That time, as you say, Morton, Rahayu so quick onto it. So less information there, but should be enough, I think. And question five is this one. And he goes for the jump there. Vishak Devanika. It is not just the defenders, it's the Raiders also who are rubbing salt in the injury. Bangalore Bulls are struggling big time. And that's it. Another short one. Not very much information again, but it's a nice way to get a sport round in that, isn't it? Right, there's one more round. Are you up for a bit of history? Stick around then for just a second. This one's called The Old News. In order to make your history round experience more immersive and in response to the rising tide of augmented reality quizzing, we're going to file into the quiz cupboard time machine and reverse up the fourth dimension an unspecified distance. I'll then ask you four questions from the time period we end up in, posed as current affairs questions, and finish with the fifth question, what year is it? The answer will be the year in the past in which you think we are from the context clues. Okay, are we ready? No, there aren't any seatbelts. Generally, the immense centrifugal force is enough to keep everyone in place. See, we've hardly lost anyone. Right, two points per correct answer here then. Question one. On the 14th of April, at Ford's Theatre in Washington, D.C., President Abraham Lincoln was fatally shot by which noted actor who had been photographed at Lincoln's second inauguration in March? I'll repeat each question, including this one. On the 14th of April, at Ford's Theatre in Washington, D.C., President Abraham Lincoln was fatally shot by which noted actor who had been photographed at Lincoln's second inauguration in March? Just realised I read that a bit jaunty, but um, sad news. Question two. On the 10th of June, Richard Wagner's opera Tristan und Isolde had its premiere in which city? The capital of the state of Bavaria. One more time. On the 10th of June, Richard Wagner's opera Tristan und Isolde at its premiere in which city, the capital of the state of Bavaria? Question 3. The 12th of August saw a milestone in surgery as carbolic acid was used as an antiseptic in an operation performed by which surgeon at the Glasgow Royal Infirmary? 12th of August saw a milestone in surgery as carbolic acid was used as an antiseptic in an operation performed by which surgeon at the Glasgow Royal Infirmary? Question 4. On the 6th of December, the United States ratified which amendment to its constitution, which abolished the practice of slavery? Once more, question 4. On the 6th of December, the United States ratified which amendment to its constitution, which abolished the practice of slavery? I'm looking for a number there. And question 5. What year is it? You were warned that that's what that was going to be. What year is it? it. So we are at some point in the past, as you may well have gleaned. Okay then, let's travel safely back to the present during the following musical break. Wait a minute. Disappointed! 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 This is my world. There's a Patreon you can sign up to if you want to support the podcast as a fresh exclusive quiz cupboard episode every month, only available to cupboard dwellers, one of which you can become in exchange for £2. 
which is 865 and a half Hungarian forints. I know that makes it seem like a lot, but it's actually not that much, I promise. Anyway, answers. Round one, if you'll remember, was false instruments. And we had this on an ensemble of Celtic tin whistles. I'll play the question again, and then it will seamlessly transition into the actual song, after which I will clarify the answer using my words. So yes, those are the dulcet tones of Chris Martin in his capacity as singer for Coldplay, the artist for one point, and the song is Viva La Vida for the other point. So Viva La Vida by Coldplay, your two answers, one point each for those. Question two, trombone and trumpet. Not my best mixing work. Not my worst. The answer is My Girl. And did you know that that was by The Temptations? So The Temptations, the artist, My Girl, the song. That's what it's called. The song, yes. Question three, a synth version. Quite like this one. Yes, it is, of course, Son of a Preacher Man. That is your song title and the artist, Dusty Springfield. It was recorded by Aretha Franklin not long after this and apparently written with her in mind, but the original is by London's own Dusty Springfield and Son of a Preacher Man, just to confirm the name of the song. Uh, Question four, toy organ. Yep, the answer is the absolute soup that is What Makes You Beautiful by One Direction. Apparently released rather tactlessly on September the 11th, 2011. I'm sure it's just what we needed to heal the world and bring us all together. The answer's again One Direction and What Makes You Beautiful. Question five was the uh, computer error sound, and it sounded like this. Well, it's Nirvana, and Kurt has already told you the name of the song. It's Come As You Are, the opening lyrics. Come As You Are, Nirvana, our final two for false instruments. Keep your scores added up as we move straight on to second the best. I'll be very clear on the points for this one if I can. Question one, Monty Python films in order of release. Well, in 1975, they brought out Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So that's the first one I was counting for this one. So one point if you said Holy Grail or anything like that. And question two, Monty Python's Life of Brian came in 1979. So the Life of Brian, Monty Python's Life of Brian, anything with the word Brian in 
for two points. That is the preferred answer here. Apart from a couple of live performances, the only other one is 1983's The Meaning of Life. Uh, but no points if you said that because it's not the first or the second one they made. Question two, most spoken languages in Australia. Uh, number one here is shock, horror, English. For 72% of people, it's the only language spoken at home in Australia, that is. And number two here is Mandarin. Mandarin Chinese, spoken at home by 2.7% of people in Australia. I am reluctantly accepting Chinese if you just said that, although there are a lot of different Chinese languages, so you got away with it lightly this time. Mandarin, the actual answer. Next on the list are Arabic, Vietnamese and Cantonese. Obviously a strong Asian influence there down under. Two points Mandarin, one point English. Question three, best-selling non-dairy milk alternatives in the US. Apparently they very much like almond milk over there. Is that true? Let me know. $344 million spent on almond milk in 2021. This is in a three-month period, sorry, in 2021. And the number two answer here for two points, if you said oat milk, well done to you. Uh, a fairly significant drop in sales here, $70.8 million in three months, but still, I would say, impressive. Uh, number three here, soy milk. Number four, coconut milk. No points for either. Oat milk, two points. Almond milk, one, one point. Question four, most common surnames in the UK? You may not be shocked to find that number one here is Smith with 1.26%. Apparently there were a lot of blacksmiths back in the day in England. And uh, number two here for two points is Jones. 0.75% of people in the UK have the last name Jones. Smith, one point. Jones, two points. Number three here, Taylor, four. Brown, five. Williams, all pretty standard stuff. Question five, wives of Brad Pitt. Number one here is Jennifer Aniston, his first wife. They were married from 2000 to 2005, or to put it in movie terms, snatch to Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh dear. Uh, so one point if you said her, and two if you said Angelina Jolie, his second wife, married from 2014 to 2019, or Fury to Ad Astra. So two points for Angelina Jolie, one point for Jennifer Aniston. Uh, round three, let's hear a little bit of these commentators again, and I'll tell you the answer. Of course I will. Still running very, very strongly indeed, last year's winner, as they approach the second last fence. I think that's all we need of that one. We all know, don't we, that it's horse racing. Horse racing. That's the sport I know the least about, probably, out of any sport, um, including question two. And there we see Strickland pull off the first golden break on this main match table of the US Open this year had to be him yeah there was enough info in that one Earl Strickland the bad boy of pool so pool is the answer there not taking any other table sports like snooker or anything like that pool for two points here was a bit of question three 253.5 and it stands providing no part of his body touched the snow I think that's a combination of things you would only hear in ski jumping. So ski jump for two points. Question four. Well, they've been caught at least times with that drive serve. That time, as you say, Morton, Rahayu, so quick onto it. Uh, the answer is badminton. You know, I watched a lot of badminton highlights trying to find a better clip than that, but you'd be amazed how little they say the word shuttlecock in commentary. The answer is badminton, though. Hope you got that. And question five is usually our more interesting one, and this is no exception. 
It is not just the defenders, it's the Raiders also who are rubbing salt in the injury. Bangalore Bulls are struggling big time. Actually, if you listen closely to the beginning of that clip, you can hear the players saying the name of the sport, because that's one of the rules. The answer is Kabaddi. Kabaddi, uh, the sport of raiders and defenders that originated in India, spreading around the world nowadays. But yes, still very popular in India, uh, Bangladesh and that area of the world. Kabaddi is our answer for question five for those last two points of round three. Round four, the old news. We're going to do it from uh, from this year, uh, looking back. Uh, on the 14th of April, uh, who shot Lincoln, basically, was question one. And the answer is John Wilkes Booth. Booth. Uh, so, yeah, John Wilkes Booth for two points. If you said Booth, sure, you knew the guy. Have your two points. Uh, on the 10th of June, Richard Wagner's opera Tristan and Isolde had its premiere in which city, the capital of the state of Bavaria? The answer is Munich or München, if you, uh, if you, you know, speak that language. Uh, in which case you would have preferred me to say Bayern, I'm sure, instead of Bavaria. Uh, question three, who did that first surgery with antiseptic in the form of carbolic acid? The answer is Joseph Lister. Joseph Lister, surgeon at the Glasgow Royal Infirmary. Uh, Listerine, which we know nowadays as a mouthwash, was named in his honour by its inventor, Joseph Lawrence. So Listerine, the Lister name, lives on. Question four, which amendment abolished the practice of slavery? Uh, with some exceptions, unfortunately. Uh, the answer is the 13th Amendment. The 13th, they're all numbered, aren't they? And the 13th one was, yes, um, mostly abolished slavery, except as punishment for a crime, which, yeah, is quite the asterisk. Uh, and question five, what year is it? The answer is 1865. So well done, two points. If you said that exact year, you can have one point. I've decided if you're within the same decade, if you said anywhere from 1860 to 1869, you're going to have one point. But if you said 1865, it's two points for you. And that gets you up to 40 out of 40, doesn't it? Right, that's the end of our quiz. I very much thank you for coming along on the typically wild ride of this week's quiz cupboard. You can write to me on all the most invasive social media platforms or email quizcupboard at gmail.com if you want to chat. I did very well this time, although admittedly I had had a sneak preview of the questions. Still, how did you score? Oh well, better luck next time, which will be next week. Happy trails! <laughs>